0: Are you enjoying this podcast? Consider supporting this show. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, uh, it's T Biggs from Long Story Short. I want to talk to you about a new targeted knowledge base for independent entertainers, aspiring politicians, entrepreneurs in the GPE slash e commerce space looking to sell products and services called the IndieK. You can't beat the wealth of knowledge with subscriptions ranging from one to five dollars. Head over to patreon.com slash the indie cave to get in on this now. That's indie. I n D E C A V E. And remember, listen to the Long Story Short and the Bob Podcast right here on the Joyful Warrior Podcast Network. Welcome to my podcast. Don't make this weird. Each week, I invite a special guest to talk about their life, the news, politics, and anything else that might come up. Welcome to another episode of Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. Uh, this week, I am so very excited uh, to welcome my guest. Uh, she is an actress, she is a voice actress, um, she is one of and this is completely superficial, but she is one of the most beautiful women I have ever laid eyes on in my entire life. And she's so sweet and just like, if there's, if there's any working person in Hollywood that like I am truly, truly rooting for, it is my guest this week. Please, friends all over the world, uh, you may not know her name yet, but you will someday because she is headed for the biggest things, please welcome, Tamika, Kate, and Donegal to the show. Hello,
1: hello, Greg. Okay, I'm not supposed to start an interview by crying, but <laughs> here we are. Here we are. That is the most generous introduction I've ever received. Thank you so much. Thank no you. No
0: problem. No problem. So happy to be here. I'm I'm super excited for you to be here. Um, and if you know when you're winning the EGOTs and all the huge <laughs> big things in a couple of years. If you would like to hire me to intro you when you walk into rooms, I'm totally Done. available for that. <laughs> Done.
1: Done. When I when I get that one yes that Lady Gaga talks about, the 99 knows one yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm
0: waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. Excellent. Um, So on this show, we do love a good origin story. So tell us, tell us about Baby Tamika. Was, you know, acting always the goal for you?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, Baby Tamika is from Long Island, New York, Strong Island. Um, And I knew from a very early age, I was like, I want to act. This is it. This is it. This is it. And so there are tons of pictures with me with my hand on my hip and my head to the sides, you know, even from like a wee wee thing. Um, yeah, and I uh I was auditioning like <laughs> my first agent. Uh I remember when my mom got us signed because uh like she thought we had there were five kids in my family and she thought she had like the Jackson five on her hands. <laughs> um and uh, she was like, was named like Chicky's kids. So I don't know if Chicky Aww. is still alive, but I was one of his kids. Um, and so I was auditioning and making the schlep from Long Island into the city and um, went to a Catholic school version of uh, performing arts high school. So, oh, whoops, I, I did the thing. I did not <laughs> silence my f- phone. Sorry about that. That's okay. okay. Um, uh performing arts high school and uh graduated from there and knew i would eventually wind up in california but um i got accepted into a uh, conservatory program at the university of southern california and they gave me the most money and so i was like well i guess that i'm going to la and (laughs) i hated la hated it all four years of college thought i would literally you know, walk across the stage, collect my diploma and keep walking east. But I started working and um, I was working a little like while I was in college, um, but things really sort of like picked up. And so, you know, I'm I was, I'm a working actor. You know, there are times where I've needed a day job and there is no shame in that. And there are times when I don't. And, um, you know, like I was, someone had asked about, uh, quotes or words of wisdom that you've gotten over your life and there's one that i received from uh here's that memory thing i was telling about Oh uh, god uh, this actor who was do the right thing and he was also on k street <gasps> anyway i met him at a dinner and he said uh there's such a thing as an artist's life and it's one that is worth living and i was like can I, curse? can I curse
0: yeah absolutely okay.
1: i was like fuck yeah dude you're <laughs> right you're absolutely right so um i hold that dear to my heart uh roger guinevere smith
0: ah okay yeah, yeah 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 um so i've had um musicians on this show and uh a couple of broadway actors and one of the questions i always ask uh my guests who work in the arts is um, in your mind, do you have like a moment where you'll be able to go, you know what, I've made it, this is it?
1: Um, You know what, it sounds, I I think it's how you defined making it. Like, it sounds crazy. If you told me at like 13, I would be even auditioning or in consideration for certain projects that I've been up for, I don't know if I would have believed you, you know what I mean? Like I get to actually follow my dream and not a lot of people do that. And I don't take it lightly. I'm really, really grateful for it. And it's really hard. It's so hard. And it is, you know, the disappointment is just You're. it's fraught with it. But um, when I get a chance to actually work, uh. There's nothing else that brings me this much joy, so um, yeah, I feel like I mean, listen when I, when I uh, get my own show with the bubble letters that say Tamika, you know, in the credits. Sure, yes, that is that is making it. Um, but I am. I think I'm doing okay. I think I'm doing okay as is. Is there? Um, let's.
0: Let's just say because I I am a Marvel nerd. Um, if Disney approached you and said, Tamika, we would love for you to be one of our superheroes or in one of our superhero films, is there a particular one that you would you would like to do?
1: Ooh, um, I've actually been cut from a Marvel movie. Wah, wah, wah. um so uh no, i'll take anything <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's fine it's fine i'm a, i'm i'm happy to do anything any any sort i'm not i don't know the universe all that well, but uh you know give me a chance to be a superhero and i'm i'm down i'm totally down that,
0: that's awesome. Um, have you, uh, in, in your time in, uh, in Hollywood and in LA and, uh, you don't have to name and shame unless you want to, Okay. Uh, but <laughs> have you run, had a run-in with, uh, another actor or some famous person that you've just been like, that person is a dick. Ooh. Oh. <gasps>
1: oh yes i do oh my god my (laughs) friends who are gonna who are listening to this are gonna laugh their asses off because i talk about this one person who like i i i mentioned earlier in our own conversation i've recently um i left my day job and um i won't I won't spill all the tea, but I was, I had the ability to meet a lot of people within the business artists and, uh, you know, uh, producers and whatever, there's this one person who's on Twitter a lot. And uh, she is constantly like of the people and down for the cause and the most hateful effing person I have ever met and I have receipts and stories that I will happily tell without naming names. In fact, <laughs> like there were times where uh, like she was trying to get in for an appointment and, you know, on I, I, when I was not at work, I was trying to help her and be the intermediary between, you know, herself and the person she was working with. And uh, on my phone, my phone, and she started yelling at me because the timing wasn't right. It was absolutely not. I'm trying to do you a favor. Please, please remember this. And the latest one was, I literally have many, but the latest (laughs) one was it was um, this past February 1st and she came in and she was wearing a sweatshirt of Trayvon Martin. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give this bitch an olive branch. It is February 1st. She's wearing a sweatshirt of Trayvon Martin. Okay. I was like, I like your sweatshirt. And she said to me, thank you. You do know it's the first day of Black History Month. And I was like, bitch, <laughs> I, yes, I do. Yes, I am well aware as the only woman of color working here that's not in housekeeping. I am, I am really well aware. I am black 365. So, yeah, that's the T. Uh, Everybody else has been great. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah
0: so in an in an ideal world Mm -hmm. um let's say that you have been cast as the lead in a rom-com okay and uh the casting directors are like tamika pick your leading man who is he
1: oh my goodness oh my goodness oh uh so many options. Um, Idris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's just like, of course, first, Idris. Yes. Oh, um, and then this is gonna be kind of like random. Joey McIntyre from New Kids in the Block. Okay, if you're listening, and I'm casting. You know. We, we we should talk. My husband knows about my crushes. Uh, so it's all good. But yeah. And of course, Paul Rudd. Who doesn't love Paul Rudd? I mean, come yeah. on.
0: You know. And today is yes, today is his birthday.
1: Actually. Oh, happy at, birthday, Paul Rudd.
0: At the time of recording, uh this this is Paul Rudd's birthday. He yeah, is I'm sure he's still nine hundred like- years old. <laughs>
1: but he looks 32
0: yes he does yes he
1: does
0: yes yes um so when when this goes to air uh it will it will be a little far removed uh but as you are a working actor it would be remiss of me not to at least get a little bit of your opinion on the slap heard around the world oh yes
1: um you know, I was really conflicted about it. I mean. You know, I don't want to like I'm I, part of me is going to follow um, Harry Potter's lead, uh, you know, like <laughs> no one needs another opinion, especially like my opinion, you know, like um, but I I will say this. I was really conflicted because no one wants anyone to be like assaulted. That is not right. good. However, you know, given the history, um, you know, I understand like that level of frustration and wanting to take care of your your woman. And there are some like hood rules that apply apparently everywhere, <laughs> you know? And then there's also like the political aspect of it, you know? Um, Black people, we kind of went like and I recently I didn't realize that Diddy actually said this on stage and I'd seen I saw a clip of it like we got this like this is a family issue. We're going to handle it. And it became something where uh, a lot of people were calling for a pound of flesh from Will Smith. And, um, you know, again, I'm not advocating the way he handled it, you know, but uh it became this like all of the tropes started coming into play and that i i was like i don't want to feel like i have to defend this action because i don't like what you're saying you know and then some people were like well I don't, it doesn't matter he should have done it and da 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 it doesn't matter the time or place but it's like you know we're we're in this space where it's a very white gaze and So someone else on Twitter had put it really succinctly, like the being concerned about the white gays is now like the reason we have don't say gay, is the reason that there are people are trying to, you know, ban trans women, because in sport, trans women or trans girls in sports because it doesn't make them feel good. They're worried about CRT doesn't make them feel good. So like, yeah, I'm going to be concerned about that. so it became this whole other issue, but like, you know, that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> that's that's
0: that's completely fair. Um and you know, I I like um that Daniel Radcliffe was like, you know what? i I no, yeah. nobody cares no, we, I so we don't about, talk that. about it. Like, yeah.
1: Let's talk about the fact that Questlove Won an Oscar and a Grammy, like what yes. a week apart. Let's yes. talk about that. That is incredible. And, um, the doc is amazing. So, oh, it's
0: so perfect it's from start so to great. finish. It's start
1: to finish. Yeah. Yeah. My aunt was actually, um, a child during the festival and was performing as part of some like city kids theater group. So she was there. At some of oh, the festival, God. yeah. It's, and she had, like, after The Dot came out, um, I was like, because like I said, my family, we're all from New York. And she was like, oh my God, I was there. I was there and this is, here's a picture of me performing at this stage. Cause I guess there were different events, you know, throughout the city. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty
0: incredible. And we we also have to shout out uh, somebody who follows a lot of us on um, on Twitter, uh, Miss. Miss Denise. Yes, Oliver. Uh, yes. yes who, who is in the film? Um, and I I feel like all of us who are graced with her presence on Twitter, when she came on screen, we all collectively screamed, Miss Denise, that's <laughs> yes. Miss Denise.
1: Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like I literally have chills right now. I did. I absolutely did. And then I was like this woman is just, I've had a chance to sit in on a space that she was speaking. And it was just like this unbelievable masterclass in humanity and what we need to do and how to move forward. And uh, yes, we love you, Miss Denise.
0: Yes. That's, um, she was on an episode of one of the other shows on uh, the podcast network that this show is on and mm-hmm. i got to sit in on her interview and when she came on screen in the zoom room i just i was in tears yeah i was like this is this is like this person is living history and to hear yes. her talk is just you know amazing and brilliant and you know when she she dropped an f bomb during <laughs> during the the interview and i was like that's that's wow Yes, yeah. Denise just said fuck in front of me and, and I And
1: you're here to tell the tale.
0: That's right.
1: Yeah, no, uh, Miss Denise, you know, like the, just to think about, I really can't wrap my head around the uh, level of change that she's affected through the decades, you know, and um she's just this incredible woman, this living resource of history. And we all know history has a tendency to repeat itself. So if anything, if I can impart anything from this podcast, please listen to Miss Denise. Yes. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> yes. we, we don't have to do this again. We just need to listen, listen to Miss right. Denise, listen to our elders, and maybe we can get it right this time.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, you know, we, we talked about, uh, we mentioned the Grammys moments terribly uh, Questlove quest love 1 um did you did you watch the grammys i did not, I, did not. <laughs> I
1: watched i watched the in memoriam part which was actually with the four uh, of them singing it was very beautiful but and i saw i saw quest love win um but no i didn't
0: that's that's totally fine I didn't either <laughs> I watch I watched the highlights the next morning exactly. you know i I feel like it's just a award season is exhausting mm-hmm. it like, really is even as someone who's who's not actively going to all the award shows um <laughs> because I would not know how to act right if I was in the same room as beyonce no, um oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah it's, it's, it's my firm belief that anytime Beyonce is in a room, and everyone is not screaming and crying, there's something wrong.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I mean, um, I don't have don't have any connection to Beyonce, I will say this, I did. I was a host of a the teen version of the view many many, many, many years ago. And uh, Solange was um, like our a roving person out on the scene. And her dad uh, was one of the producers of the show. And I was just like, I'm this close. <laughs> <laughs> close. Um, but I never had a chance to meet her, but I love you, Beyonce. I, I would yes. love to meet you and hang out with you and Blue. <laughs>
0: It's you know, it's blue ivy's world and we're all just living all just, in it. Exactly, that's,
1: exactly. I, mean, I wanna I wanna dance next to blue. You know what I mean? Like that's all. That's all I wanna do.
0: Blue Ivy Carter, Grammy winner. Yes.
1: So, yes, <laughs> yes. Put some respect on her name. That's right. Yes. Um,
0: so I wanna ask you, uh as when you were uh you know growing up, who who were the the actors that you looked up to that like you saw on screen and went, I I want to do what they do.
1: Hmm. Actually, you know, um, it's my aunt. Her name is Roseanne Caton and uh, she was a working actress. Like it's my mom's sister. Um, she was actually a playmate. She was like Miss September 19. 19- 70 something I don't know oh. uh, yeah and yeah it's kind of crazy um and she was she did like everything like she was on a lot of sitcoms uh, that were that was produced by oh my gosh who's the guy who did um good times and all in the family
0: uh, Executive uh producer. shit.
1: Um, uh, um, and he's amazing. Uh, um, I, that, that like, guy, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm actually trying to Google, um, anyway, um, yeah, that guy, she was on a lot of his shows. She had also Norman Lear. Ah, okay. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah.
1: Yes. Sorry, Norman. Um, she was on a lot of his shows, um, and she, uh, did a lot of movies and I was like, I was just like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I want to do what Roseanne did, you know. And um, she really made it seem possible. And you know the obstacles that she faced, uh, like I don't know if I uh, would have the same amount of tenacity that she did. And she was like, I don't, I don't give a fuck, you know. And she just went and she did it and. She got married and had family and kids and she's an incredible writer. And yeah, I love my aunt tremendously. That's awesome.
0: So we have come to the point in the show uh, where I dig through my inbox and pull out a letter from a listener. Cool. Uh, This week's letter comes to us from Julie in South Dakota. Hello, hey, Julie. Julie. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for writing in. Um, Julie would like to know if there is anyone that you just absolutely will not work with. Ooh. Um. Ooh. Oh.
1: And, um. Mm. I'm going to plead the fifth because it's kind of, it's that person, but you know, this, this town (laughs) has long memories. So, uh, no, I need a job.
0: (laughs) That's, you know what? That's fair. That's, that's completely fair. I, um, I have a long standing hatred for, uh, Chris Pratt. I feel like he is the worst Chris, um, (laughs) But if his people email tomorrow and said, hey, we'd like for him to be on your show, I'd be like, okay, sure.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, uh, Chris Jamal Evans, um, I will reduce my rate to work <laughs> in anything he might need me to do. Actually, I want to add him to the list of, uh, you know, it's like Idris, Jerry McIntyre, Chris Jamal Evans, Paul Rudd. Yes, I might email you a few other names after we're off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's. I. What is it about Christopher Robert Jamal Evans that like America's boyfriend?
1: Can I tell you what it is? Can I tell you what it is for me? I saw that clip of him kicking it to a black woman.
0: Mm. and
1: he had such swagger I was like what is this what what is this what what and when he did the jog back to the car I was like okay I get it I so get it I get it
0: and then there was uh there was the interview uh with uh he was like on some press junket it um i i want to say it was for one of the marvel films and it was it was him and um thor whose name escapes me Uh right now um but they were they were being interviewed uh by a black woman and like she the clip of this interview she walks in and his entire body <laughs> language changes. I don't think I've seen this. I, I'll, I'll have to see if I can track it down. But like, there's there's a lot of eye fucking and <laughs> like he's biting his lip and like he's complimenting her. <laughs> and it's like, I am I allowed to
1: be watching this? Am I interrupting something? <laughs> That, yeah, that sounds, that's pretty amazing. That sounds And you know what, also, you know what I love about Chris Evans? Like, he's just so real. I mean, I can appreciate the fact that he is like, he's like, this is where I'm vulnerable, these are my idiosyncrasies, not that he like, you know, he's putting all his uh, business on the street, but if he's like, I'm going to do this to take care of myself, I, I just, I have so much respect for him. So anytime you want to work together, Chris Evans, you let me know.
0: Or, you know, anytime that you would like to jump on a Zoom and play the piano for us, that would that would <laughs> that be would okay, great too. That'd be fantastic. That would be fantastic. that would be fine. Yeah. I I'm, so I just have
1: to say I'm really lo- I have a great husband. <laughs> All of my nonsense. I love my husband madly, madly. And I'm so lucky, so lucky to have found him as a partner. So just want to put that out there.
0: <laughs> I remember on um, Loving Day when you posted uh, your wedding photos and I was like, my God, that was a gorgeous wedding.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, uh, OK. OK, can I open that door? Can I just. Got yeah, you absolutely. Door? Because um yeah, it it really worked out. Uh I went to an elementary school that has is uh, part of this I was ca- Catholic school, raised Catholic my whole life. And it has this beautiful cathedral. And uh even though I, you know, I'm non-practicing and at one point considered myself a cafeteria Catholic and I was just like I'm going to take what I need. Uh the church that I grew up in, um allowed me to come back and uh, get married in it. And my husband is Jewish, so we didn't actually have a mass. We had a ceremony with a rabbi and a priest, this interfaith ceremony. And it was it was literally like my uh, the best day of my life. Like it was really because I, you know, I have kissed a lot of frogs (laughs) in L.A. And I am just really super lucky I did not end up with a scathing case of warts. Okay. Um, So, and, you know, my husband, Eric, is also from Long Island, but we met out here. So, getting married back home in New York was like a no brainer. And he was kind enough to (laughs) say yes to whatever I wanted. I was like, "Bridezilla's aren't born; they're created." Okay.
0: Um, it's it's funny you said uh, "cafeteria Catholic." Um, I'm, I'm a a, a creester Catholic. Okay. Uh, okay. You you only catch my ass in church on Christmas and Easter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, well, I mean, yeah, I, it's same. You know, I don't. I was this is going to sound crazy. I mean when I moved to California because I was raised in this like fairly progressive bubble. Um my family uh I come from a long line of socially active, politically active democrats. And uh you know, even though my mother was a devout catholic when I you know, with catholics we have this Thing called service hours for confirmation, you you remember, yeah. and yeah. you just want to get those damn hours done. <laughs> I was like, okay, mom, I'm gonna um go help make some like signs for the pro life rally, and she's like, absolutely not. That is not what we believe, and you will figure out another way to make your hours. And I literally remember at twelve going, oh shit, this is what a principled moment is, you know. And I like that really really stuck with me and um so you know the, the idea of do unto others as you know you would like to have done unto you that that's the stuff that i've taken away from from being within the church this other nonsense that has come after is um abhorrent and yeah. uh you know i i yeah that's all i'm going to say about that
0: <laughs> i I like the pomp and circumstance. Sure. I don't like the values.
1: No. Like that's... No. Absolutely not. Like you you can't tell me to like this shit of like, first of all, a lot of it is about money. You know, yeah. like, l- let's be real. Like it's a the, the church was created for money yes, and sir. how to maintain money and power. <laughs> and, um, you know, again, there are there are things about it that I find incredibly beautiful, uh, but uh, the way that the church exists today is really it's really awful. The way mo- a lot of organized religion exists today, you yeah. know, is problematic,
0: to say the least. Though. Um, so you you mentioned um that you come from a very political family. Uh so this this is a midterm year. Uh so I I would be remiss if I didn't ask, are there what are the races that uh you've got your eye on?
1: Hmm, okay. Uh LA's mayoral race. You know, Karen Bass, all the way. Yes. Um that is my that she is my congresswoman and I cannot wait for her to be my mayor. Uh because I am not a fan of Garcetti. And I'll just leave it at that. I, I find that I'm saying that a lot. Um,
0: <laughs> All um,
1: uh, thank you. Thank you. Connor Lamb, uh, the Pennsylvania race, have my eye out on that. And honestly, those are the two biggies. I mean, you know, a couple of things come up here or there. I, I'll look into it and definitely like, throw a couple bucks somebody's way because it's whatever we can do, yeah, everything yeah. I know is appreciated. So but those are the two races for me that I'm like really um
0: interested in. Right on, right on. Um and just what how how do you feel because there's there's a lot of a lot of talk. Um especially in the media, um, that this presidential administration hasn't really accomplished anything. That's bullshit. I, OK. Sorry. That was, it is. <laughs> that no, was my question.
1: Yeah, no, he has. He has. And there's only also so much you can do with outside of the obstruction. People said the same thing about Obama. You know, like, and I, I really, I mean, do I agree? W- a hundred percent with everything this administration is doing no but do i have faith in my government more than i did you know january 19th of 2020 absolutely absolutely i don't feel like i am i'm in constant fight or flight mode every morning you know and literally i don't think i mean outside of the pandemic which is still going on uh the level of trauma that marginalized people endured for four years not that not that the abuse the racism the classism not that it wasn't there before it's always been there but to have it to have to have experienced it so blatantly they have they used it so righteously like that is uh that was that was really difficult
0: yeah it's i i i'm not terrified to turn on the news
1: exactly Uh, exactly
0: you know i'm not I don't feel like I. Anytime I I talk to one of my friends who lives in like Europe or in another country, I don't feel like I have to open every conversation with, sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I'm a completely embarrassed. Like it's com- like, and the fact that they, it, it continues. It's like the the cat is out of the bag, um. And I think there is there's. There is a shift in power, whether it be again uh, by the number of uh, people of color in this country in terms of class issues. Like I am all for the unionization of Amazon, Starbucks. You know, I am a uh, third generation union person. My grandfather uh, moved from Jamaica. To England to be a barrister, that didn't work out. He came to the states um, and uh, worked for the Long Island Railroad for 30 years. Uh, brought my dad over from Jamaica. Actually, brought all of his children here um, and uh, got him a union job. And my dad raised five kids, you know, working for the Long Island Railroad. And I am a member of SAG-AFTRA, and the day I got my union card was one of the proudest days of my life, because I was like, that, that's one of those, oh, I've made it moments, you
0: know? That's awesome. Thank you. Um, so I, I definitely want to ask you, uh, we are on the cusp of having the first black woman Supreme Court justice. You Um, can't see it, but I'm dancing in
1: my seats.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did did you think that you would see this moment in your lifetime?
1: No. No. I mean, honestly, like, I didn't think uh, Kamala would be in office. I didn't think Obama would be in office. Not that I didn't work for both of those campaigns and, like, do whatever I could to make sure to help them get there. but um, no, it, it's it's incredible. Um, and I look forward to the day that I can take a screenshot of her sitting with the other justices, you know, and make that my wallpaper. Like there's that great picture of her daughter looking at her yes. and I sent that to my mom and I was like, this reminds me of you. This is how I look at you. You know what I mean? And um, it's just to see a woman, a Black woman rise to the highest court in the land. And, you know, it's it's everything. It's like Ginger Rogers. You know, you have to dance backwards in heels and you when you're Black, you have to be twice as good. And she has done it all and has made it look flawless and you know to ha- to endure all of the bs that they were trying to throw her way with the tantrum that uh you know Lindsay wanted to throw multiple times and Ted Cruz and Josh Hall all of them oh, i have such choice words but i won't i won't say it <laughs> um and she was just like you could say what bring it like you know we all caught the side eye we all we all saw it, we all felt it. we've all in some way, shape or other, if you are a black woman in any professional setting, you have experienced what she's experienced. and it is a club that you know you hate to be a part of, but you are glad there is sisterhood in it.
0: Any time there is any sort of confirmation hearing or hearing about something I, you know, I, I'll watch it and go, see, that could never be me. Cause this <laughs> mouth is, this mouth is reckless as fuck. Like,
1: exactly. Exactly. Like, seriously, I'm parsing my words here with you, you know, like this isn't out in the Twitter void anymore. Like, yeah. 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 Reckless as fuck.
0: Yeah. Like how, how many times could i respond your mother before they they were like you know what well, i i think we're done here
1: oh oh my god oh that is that is so brilliant greg that is that is so brilliant literally oh that is that's genius yes yes
0: yes like they would, mm. Mm, because no. people people ask me, they're like, so so when are you gonna run for, for office? And I'm like, oh, oh, oh no, oh, baby, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no.
1: I mean, listen, not that I wouldn't love to see you telling people where to go, <laughs> go and how to get there as a public service, <laughs> but you know, I understand like you you're doing the Lord's work from here,
0: honey. Right. Like, yeah. This is, I'm um, not that, you know, I, everybody that I know on social media, not that I wouldn't have the most powerful grassroots campaign wow. known to man.
1: Absolutely. But,
0: but that, mm, you put could no, well, in s- one, one. I'm waiting for you to the write the screenplay
1: of the funeral and like i said <laughs> i've already put in dibs i want to play your cousin's girlfriend
0: yes absolutely right?
1: did she come out at the, was that the part of the story she came out of the funeral by bringing the girlfriend pretty much yeah 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 i want to be the girlfriend I, I that is that is the turn that yes yes so you know public office it's always going to be there yeah. your screenplay
0: I oh, um actually I am. Side note, I uh, I am I'm working on my my first uh, fiction book, uh, and in in my head, it's I've I'm already sort of turning it into a movie. Uh, there's actually a part in the film for you. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> done sold happily happy to do it. Yes. Ha- I'll have my people get in touch with your people. Absolutely. I'll text you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So when it gets, when it gets optioned in the contract negotiations, I'll go, yeah. okay, so here is the partial cast list. These are non-negotiable. <laughs> yes. You hire these people for whatever they want. Everybody else. I don't give a fuck what you do.
1: Yes. 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 Cannot wait. We are putting it out there. We're yes,
0: we're manifesting. We're manifesting. We're manifesting. <laughs> so we have come to the point in the show where I play a little game with all of my guests. I have before me fifteen completely just random ass questions. Um, that... So question number one: What was your first job ever?
1: My first job ever was. <laughs> was delivering penny savers because I had to buy <laughs> my parents were like you're going to buy your own uh, prom dress but the joke of it is like like so penny savers were like these newspapers yeah and um, you had to like go pick them up and put them together and my poor parents like it was like my job but every Friday night, they would help me not only put the papers together, like bag them or whatever, deliver them. <laughs> like that's that's commitment. Like yeah, that yeah. is commitment to parenthood. You're like you tell you could you need to get a job, and they like they help you do it. So yeah, that was my first job ever.
0: Uh, what is your guilty pleasure? Ooh, guilty pleasure um new
1: kids on the block hands down they're, they're i love me some new <laughs> block. um what else oh i love almond butter <laughs> okay you know like it's my it's always my like go-to. if i need something like fast and easy but almond butter on a chopstick because then you're not like eating as much It <laughs> so that makes sense in my head i mean take- hey oh, you know oh and and any any sort of crime um, podcast, crime uh, docs, like, I in my girl, sweet Melly Mel, Mel D, uh, we will uh, text each other like, you see this one? And then like compare <laughs> notes, you know.
0: If aliens landed on Earth tomorrow and offered to take you with them, would you go?
1: No. Okay. No. I don't think so. I think I would I have a I have a four year old niece who knows she is the like the son and we <laughs> literally all just sort of revolve around her. Um and I wait, can I come back? Or would I have to go forever?
0: Um Yeah. We'll say you I, could come back.
1: Okay, then yeah. Oh, I changed my answer. Then yeah, I'll go. Okay. <laughs> But if I have to go forever, I would miss my husband and my niece way, way too much.
0: There's every time I ask that question, there's always some sort of modifier. It's <laughs> can I come back or um, like what do the aliens look like?
1: <laughs> do they look like Chris Jamal Evans?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if if that is the case, then we're all going. <laughs> yeah, if we're not coming back.
1: Beam me up, Scotty. You know. Yes. Yes.
0: This is a controversial question. So uh, be careful with your answer. Okay. Whitney or Mariah?
1: Oh, Whitney. Whitney. I mean, Whitney. I, I <laughs> love, love Mariah. Mariah is also from Long Island. Love me some Mariah. But uh, Whitney, is just maybe this might sound terrible maybe it's because she's passed she's just her she's an icon and not that mariah isn't but i want to dance with somebody like it it doesn't matter where i hear that song or who i'm with i am immediately uh Transformed, transported, like I am in the joy of that <laughs> song, you know, and and you know, or with any of her her hits, you know. Um, but I will say, Mariah's album, the one that she did after she broke up with Tommy Mottola, fucking hands down, always in yeah. my top ten. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you could commit any crime and get away with it, what crime would you pick?
1: Oh gosh. Um
0: I don't know. Uh um uh, somehow attaining
1: uh s- um, money so am i am i robbing a bank am i cracking some sort of like code you know online i i I don't know um but not from people from corporations
0: (laughs) okay that that's my
1: that's the that that's where my line in the sand greg (laughs)
0: gotcha uh what is a film that most people hated but that
1: you just absolutely love. No, oh, most people hate it. Um, I don't think I have one that like most people hate. I have a film that uh, like, for some reason it became one of those like films that like me and my siblings would watch and then like repeat the lines or like, <laughs> I like it like that by Darnell Martin about this like fam, Puerto Rican family in the Bronx. (laughs) Okay. And, um, it just, you know, I think part of it was like seeing people who, who look like you, you know, like, Oh, tell this story. And, and, um, was really for us kind of amazing. And it's actually a really cute, well-written, wonderfully performed, uh, film. Um, Also, I love No, people don't hate that I love Love Jones I was actually just watching that again the other day And I was like, people don't hate Love Jones Anyway, yeah I don't think I have one Okay
0: Uh, What is a film That you could or have uh, Watched over and over And never get sick of?
1: Oh, Love Actually Love Actually. Oh, absolutely. I will. I have to watch it every Christmas. That's a done deal, but I'll usually pop it in like once every, at least, you know, four to maybe every six months max. Like I have to see it. It's just, I love that movie so, so much. So So much.
0: And it's every three months I watch it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: one of the, it just, it makes you feel good. Makes you feel good. And when they did um, kind of the, the kind of sequel for uh, Red Nose Day a few years ago, I was mm-hmm. like, I was such a nerd about it. Um,
1: <laughs> you know, I didn't see it. There is, I think th- here's the thing, I, it's terrible. I don't see as much film and television as I should. Um, I do see a lot of theater out here and um, I'm a bit of a theater nerd, and uh, yeah, like I just—I think the last movie my husband and I watched together was uh, um, the new version of West Side Story, which was incredible. I mean, it was—it was so beautiful. It was just beautiful. Yeah, they did a really, really good job. Um, and yeah, like at one point. I was I had my day job. I was auditioning, doing audiobooks. There was no time for me to enjoy, like watching a television show. Yeah. And, um, you know, fortunately, knock wood, I'm still really busy. But one of the first things I did after I, you know, I left my job, my day job was binge as much television as I could <laughs> catch up on stuff.
0: What is uh, your favorite Christmas song?
1: Oh, All I Want for Christmas Is You. goes Go hand, and hand in hand with love, actually. <laughs> like, literally, that is one of the first ones. And, actually, you know what's really great? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, Phil, Phil Spector has this holiday album. Oh. That with, like, the Ronettes. It's, uh, I think, it, like, was Creed 19. 19- literally, it is the best holiday album ever along with mariah's of course but like it's really it's a good one
0: it's a good one i'm gonna have to check that out yeah um if you had an extra 20 dollars to spend on yourself and you had to spend it on yourself okay. but you could not buy food what would you buy
1: um Probably more Fenty makeup. Okay. <laughs> they just had a sale. People like if don't sleep on Riri. <laughs> Fenty is amazing. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. And while we're on the subject of uh, Rihanna, she is one of the most beautiful pregnant women I have ever. ever seen in my entire life. Like ever,
1: she's elevated the pregnancy game. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe I should get pregnant. Look how good she looks. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's next level. But, like, she's iconic. Of of course. Like, did we expect anything less? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah.
0: What is the best show on television right now?
1: Ooh. The best show on television right now. You know, I just started watching. Uh, is it uh, Top Boy?
0: Oh yes,
1: yes, really, really good. Really, really enjoying that. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that. Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: Um, have you seen uh, the Fresh Prince reboot, Bel Air?
1: No, I have not.
0: Oh, have it's not. so good. Okay, it's so I... good.
1: Really, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And let me. All right, let me add it to the list.
0: <laughs> and also Abbott Elementary. Is...
1: Oh, yes. Oh no. Actually, I have been watching Abbott Elementary. I've yeah, loved yeah. Quinta Bronson since I heard her say, oh, he got he money. Got money. <laughs> I have loved Quinta Bronson since then. Okay. And um I would give an eye tooth to work with her in any capacity whether it be on a black lady sketch show or Abbott elementary or you know whatever whatever she's doing yes yes
0: um how many alarms do you set to wake up in the morning
1: <laughs> usually two two they're like 15 minutes apart
0: okay <laughs> i am yeah um if I invited you to a barbecue um, because mm-hmm. white people have barbecues and black people have cookouts, <laughs> uh, <laughs> w- what would you bring?
1: What would I bring? Um, honest, <laughs> I am a terrible cook. So I will happily bring any of the liquor <laughs> or the soda. I, yes, I do say soda because I'm from New York um any libation that you might want i will bring it all a variety like you'll taste the islands you know with everything i'm bringing but you you don't want me cooking anything i might look like paula and it
0: won't
1: won't work out well for any of us
0: seasoning the grease
1: (laughs) shameful just shameful shameful
0: but i will i will i will give it to her her she she posted a uh video response
1: oh she did uh, what did she say
0: today and she was like you know y'all y'all can be mad all you want but i'm in mexico where the fuck are you <gasps> and i'm like oh okay well okay that's, you
1: know what yes. i'll let you have it <laughs> there you go there you go there you go she's
0: she's not wrong she's not wrong uh what is the worst pickup line that you've ever heard
1: (laughs) the worst pickup line um uh i i don't like i don't have the worst pickup line because i was never really picked up um I can tell you a story, uh, like a scandalo. Uh, Okay. Yeah, do we have time? Absolutely. Okay, all right. Um, I was dating uh, this guy who had checked off all of the boxes, was like really great. Like he met my folks, I met his, Um, except he could not keep his penis in his pants if Uh, his uh... life depended on it. And so we had this history of, breaking up, getting back together, you know, break up to make up kind of a thing. Finally, like I, I was like, something happened. I I broke it off. Um, we, uh, we, we did share this random, I guess, un- guilty pleasure. I do have a great love for Billy Joel, which I only discovered after I left Long Island. Because um, growing up, I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it, and then I was like, "Oh, I kind of get it now." <laughs> um, um, he got tickets to a Billy Joel concert and was like, "Okay, let's. Can we go?" He's like, "You can take your." My sister was living in LA at the time; she was going to USC as well. Um, he's like, "You can take your sister," but you know how much I love Billy Joel, and we'll just go, and you know. And I was like, "Okay, we can go." And I was like, I was very clear about you know that what this was and da da da, da. and um, you know he kept trying all night to like. Make things better, and I just was icing him out. And as we're leaving the Hollywood Bowl, I don't, if, if people who haven't been there, um, literally, it's there's only one way out. <laughs> so <laughs> you uh, start at one end of the bowl, and everyone funnels to the exit on the other end, pretty much. Actually, that, that's not entirely true, but for the most of part. And we're kind of making our way out, and. He's already he's had a bottle of wine. I have had not n- nothing because I'm making sure I have my wits about me. And we're walking out. And he bumped into somebody and the dude was like, hey, can you like, be careful? And he's like, oh, and I was like, listen, just be careful. And he's like, what, what's wrong with you? You've been like this all night. And I was like, not now. He's like, no, no, we're going to do this now. You've been I was like, maybe I shouldn't have found her fucking hair in your bed. That's why I've been doing this all night. And needless to say, the crowd parted like the Red Sea and I was able to exit. When people were like, oh, she's not fucking having it. (laughs) And I exited the bowl with no problem. So yeah,
0: so not a pickup line,
1: but it's a kind of an amazing story.
0: Yeah, I love that. Thanks. And it, literally, if, her hair
1: was all over his bed. Like oh, I, God. like how do you do that? Now you're just being sloppy.
0: Yeah, like if you if you're gonna cheat, like change the sheets. Change dude.
1: the sheets, bro. It's just gross.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you could have a song play every time you enter a room, what song would it be?
1: Never too much.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Luther, Luther. And I, I will say this, I've loved that song before they lip-sync to it on Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love me some Drag Race too. Love, 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 Willow Pill. That's my girl.
0: Um, so we're going to, since you've, since you've said that, uh, we're going to throw in a, a little bonus question before we get to the last question. Okay. Uh, we're gonna pull pull a question from one of my other shows. Um, what is the song that you would kill a lip sync for your life to?
1: Ooh, um Shaka Khan I feel for you. Or I'd have to do a little work on it, the remix version of Savage.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Either one of those two. I I haven't done that in a while. But yeah, either
0: (laughs) one of those two. Okay. Um, And actually, you know what? We're going to throw in another one. Yeah. Uh, um, What is the most iconic lip sync for your life in the history of Drag Race?
1: Oh, oh. Mm, I cannot remember her name. But... It was at the finale and she had, if she said, it was, she was listening oh, to Oh, Sasha Valore. Yeah, Sasha Valore, thank you.
0: With the roses. With the rose petals, yeah. With the yeah.
1: roses. Oh, oh my God. Yes. So that, that is, that is it. I,
0: yeah, you know, I, I adore uh, Shea Coulee, but. Yeah. If 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 that was me and that happened, I'd I'd have just sat down and been like, <laughs> I'd... I know
1: they came back. She got hers. She did really well on All Stars, yes. you know, like she's good. Yes. That I think we all took a collective gasp. When we saw that, yeah, like, that is iconic. It's almost as good as um, Valentina not wanting to take her mouth
0: i'd like to keep it on i'd
1: like <laughs> to keep it on <laughs> yeah it's almost as good as that but not quite
0: see <laughs> for me a, a a close second to uh the the sasha Valore moment is um way way back when in i think it was season four mm-hmm. maybe was
1: uh the pop season or no it was um
0: Sharon, uh, I think.
1: Okay, I think okay, That was Sharon's
0: okay. season. Okay. Uh, when Princess and Dita Ritz did um, "Everlasting Love" in front of Natalie Cole. Oh
1: yes, yes, that was a really good one. That what I do remember that I do remember that. Oh, Natalie Cole, rest in peace.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just. I,
1: I will say this just like shamelessly. Um, my husband is this incredible writer and actor and producer, but uh, he's also worked in reality. And one of the reasons I was like, ooh, is that he worked on Drag Race. He worked on Bob season, right? That's the face I made. And I was like, oh, wait, you're talented, handsome, and you worked on Drag Race, Okay. <laughs> I see you. I see you, boo.
0: So, final question. Yes. If you had a talk show, <laughs> living or dead, who would be your first three guests? Ooh, first three guests. Okay. Um,
1: Living or dead. Ooh. Okay. Actually, Oprah would be one of my guests. Because, you know. um, Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Who else? Let me think. think. Who I'm... Oh, like, does Brock and Michelle, do they come as a unit? Or do I... If if you want them to. Okay, so Barack and Michelle, and who else? Um, uh, you know what? This is gonna sound crazy. Uh <laughs> my aunt Frieds, who's passed away. Uh she is my she was my dad's aunt, but uh, she not only could tell a story like no she just she gave zero fucks before <laughs> it was real cute to give zero fucks you know like um and uh, from jamaica came to the states always lived by herself owned her, her own home did her own thing and uh i'm like i'm trying not to spill too many family secrets but you know let's just say she had her fun And um, I think being able to talk to her and hear stories from her one last time would be kind of amazing.
0: That's cool. I love that. Thanks. So we have come to the end of the show. Um, If there is anything that you would like to plug or if you'd like to drop your social media handles, you are more than welcome to do that right now.
1: Yes, okay. Um, I am an audiobook narrator, as you so graciously mentioned at the top of the show. Um, so I do have several books out there. Uh, search under Tamika Kate and Donagle, and you'll find them. Uh, one that I'm particularly proud of right now is called Her Name is Night, uh, and that's doing fairly well. Um, and if you want to follow me on the socials, I am elite underscore QT. Um at both uh Insta and Twitter. Some chick on TikTok took my name. So uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So I am Elite underscore underscore QT on TikTok if you want to find me there, but I don't post much there, so she can have it.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna find her. Yeah. And I'm gonna mass report her account. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks, love. See that that's a real friend. That's a real friend.
0: Um, Tamika Kate and Donegal.
1: Yes. Thank you.
0: Thank you from the bottom of my heart. This This has been been so awesome. So much fun.
1: So much fun. You are so good at this. Like, like I love that I not only got to like get to know you and enjoy your uh, wisdom and humor on Twitter. (laughs) Now I can hear it. Yes. It's, It's it's really awesome.
0: Um. Any time, I mean, this is the last season of this show. uh, Mm -hmm. So you can't come back to this show (laughs) in particular, but (laughs) um, if, you know, next time you've got something to plug or you've got some free time, um, I would love to have you on one of the other shows.
1: I would love to be back. I had such a good time. Thank you so, so much. So, so much.
0: Don't Make This Weird is a dollop of trollop production in association with Spring Break 83 Productions and the Joyful Warrior Podcast Network.